Hey there everyone, this is Louie. Just a little bit of forward before the episode begins. We had some issues with recording that resulted in Timber picking up all of us at the same time on his one track. So there might be some extra clicking and typing and maybe our audio might be a little unbalanced, but Ken did his best and I really do thank him for that. But everything should be fixed for the next time, so thank you once again for listening and enjoy. And welcome to the Potosaurus. I am today's host, Timber Taft, alongside Ken and Kyo. Say hello. Hi. Hello. Why did you do it so weird? Why did yeah. You... <laughs> did you forget Why, Kyo's yeah. name again? <laughs> no, that is Kyo's name. Kyo's name is Kyo. Ken's name is Ken, and I am Timber Taft. It's just weird that you did it together and didn't give us a chance to like respond. Well, how do you feel today, Kyo? Um, with my hands usually, but good. I mean, I'm okay. I've been I've been busy working on stuff, but I can get into that into the minute. However, you can. I am alive and tired because my sleep schedule has been totally boned by this whole lovely thing. <laughs> Did you say you've been getting railed? Yeah, I've been getting railed. I got to get the ring lights. That's what I need. Hmm. <laughs> I hear those the improve visibility. Oh, yeah. Improve visibility, all right. See him right reflected in the eyes. Yep. So, this is a <laughs> video game podcast where we talk about video games. Uh, so, it sure is. Hit, hit me with your best video game news there, Kyo. What, what you got today? You want news or do you want to know what I've been doing? Like, which I... ones? Please? Was any of it particularly news for you, the things that you experienced in your games today, this week? this month i played fatal frame 4 and that game's somewhere in between not too bad and kind of garbage that one never came out in the united states or never came out in english i was playing the patched version of it and it was an experience that went from yeah too bad i like this better than the rest of them too why is this so garbage didn't you actually enjoy fatal frame 1 and 2 no i find fatal frame to be one of the most god-awful boring series i've ever played in my life it's so slow and boring all the the girls are just the people because you also play as dudes sometimes they keep the characters in this game like shuffle like if i could show you just like drag your feet while you're walking and only move about like two inches at a time and that's how fast they run oh good lord and that was just like 12 12 to 14 hours of that with also Wiimote pointer controls for aiming a camera and for the camera itself like the, the actual like movement camera so like you'd walk with the nunchuck and you would turn left and right like almost like tank controls but it's like behind your back but then to aim it up and down with the camera, it's with the Wiimote up and down, which is fine. But then when you're walking around normally, you have to keep it flat or else the camera looks up and down. <laughs> so I had to like keep putting the controller down and then I'd be attacked by something. So I'd have to pick it up and then I'd go back to that. And then I have to put it back down while I'm walking around again or else the camera would keep looking up her ass. Fantastic video game. Oh my God. But didn't, but you then sought out like, like a 
a third party like knockoff game of it, Obscura or whatever. Oh, uh, Dread Out. Dread Out, yes. Dreadout's awful. Now, Dreadout's actually pretty bad. Okay, so in the tier list of camera-based video games, we have, I'm guessing, Dead Rising above Dead Rising. Fatal Frame. We have the Fatal Frame games. We have Dreadout. Um, we have... Pokemon Snap at the very top. Pokemon Snap's in there, and then also Beyond Good and Evil. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would put Dead Rising at the top, because Dead Rising is a fantastic game that only gets more relevant in its story. Dead Rising 1 is basically the Metal Gear Solid two of horror games oh all right that is that sounds that sounds amazing i need to play this now (laughs) that sounds like the tagline that sounds like there's something they would have put on the box right this is the metal gear solid 2 of horror games i did find the time mechanics in dead rising to be really interesting but that's just because i have an obsession with time mechanics in games in general i love time limits as long as they don't feel like uh like they're detrimental to the gameplay i feel like dead rising works with it because it works with the game and like how you have the three days you have to be alive for three days so you can get out of there yeah and figure that's, out what's going on that's the thing like if if a time limit exists for the sheer purpose of being like yep so here's this timer and all that's going to be different about your experience with this game is that if the timer runs out you fail Right, like mm-hmm. that's that's like Super Mario World level of kind of time or temporal mechanics in games. What I specifically like are temporal mechanics where you have kind of usually usually the loop based systems. Any of the games that have like a Groundhog Day kind of thing going on um, tend to be really interesting because they use that to the advantage of allowing the world to evolve within that time frame because it's a limited time frame they have that system in place that they can then back up with dialogue at different times or people in different places at different times because that's of of that constantly flowing timescape and dead rising kind of uses that really well because yeah if you didn't like do something at a very specific time when a guy was especially screwed in the mall that they got screwed in the mall without your help and mm. that was that. And like, you don't have people think that the, the reason why I think they hate it was a lot like the time mechanic is because they want to do everything in one playthrough only. But the game's built to be replayed over and over. Like, it's built to be replayed. Like, you do some here now. You can do everything with, like, if you want to rush, but you don't have to rush to do it. The timeline really isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. I mean, it's just like any time based challenge run, like the, the challenge run to beat Majora's Mask in a single three day cycle. Like, that's there for the people who have mastered the game. To, hmm. to have the perfect cycle, that is mastery, right? Um, but you can still enjoy the game without being a professional expert at the game. And I think a lot of people don't really get that when it comes to temporal-based ones. They don't realize that that is the skill ceiling. That right there, that mechanic, that is the level of your skill at playing this game how quickly you can get that done and how efficiently you can do everything. But uh, I was going to lead into the fact that there was actually a really interesting game they announced uh, at one of the conferences uh, recently. I don't, I think it was the PS5 launch release where they had Mm -hmm. a similar game announced that kind of looked like sort of Bioshock Infinite meets Groundhog Day, if anybody knows what I'm talking about. I'm Loop? Yeah. It seemed pretty interesting if it's anything like these other games. I don't it know could how... be interesting. Like it, it could be. That's one of those. It's made by Arcane, so I'm not really that. Optimistic. Arcane makes a lot of boring ass games. Name one interesting game Arcane's made. I don't know a single game Arcane's made. You do. Do you know Dishonored? 
I do. Okay, but I never played it. People. I never played Dishonored. I remember... I'll tell you the game that they've made if you'd like to know, but please let me know if you would like to know or not. Okay, well, they made a game called Arx Fatalis, which I've never heard of. They made Dark Messiah of Might and Magic on the 360. Oh, I know that one. Karma Star for the iOS. Don't, don't know that one. Dishonored. Dishonored 2. Dishonored Death of the Outsider. They also made Prey for, like, the reboot of Prey. I heard that And was then they made cool. Wolfenstein Youngblood and Cyberpilot. Which I've never even heard of Cyber Pilot. Youngblood was not good. <laughs> what is Cyber Pilot? Set 20 years after the advents of New Colossus, the protagonist is depicted as a computer hacker named Cyber Pilot who works for the French resistance against the Nazi regime. Okay, let's see. It takes place a week prior to the events of Youngblood. And was this like DLC or something? Like, I don't understand. What was this? I wish I could answer that question, but I really didn't play too much of the Wolf of Science series. I only played, um, I almost said Enemy Unknown. Is that even one of them? Wolfenstein Enemy Zero? Nope, not Enemy Zero. Oh no, that's XCOM. Hold on. Wait, what was the thing I was thinking of? Wolfenstein, they had Castle Wolfenstein, Mm. Beyond Castle Wolfenstein, 3D, Return to Castle, Castle Wolfenstein, I can't even talk. Wolfenstein, The New Order, The New Blood, I'm sorry, The New Order, The Old Blood, to The Colossus and Young Blood. I don't know what this cyber pilot is. I didn't even know this came out. When did this come out? When did this come out? It came out in 2019. When? when? Why didn't anyone talk about this? It got a 6 wait, 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 out wait, wait, of 10 wait, wait, wait. on Steam. 6 out of 10 on Steam, just to put things in Wolfenstein cyber pilot brings virtual reality. Okay, it's a VR game. I don't care anymore. I that's, have lost interest. There we Maybe go. that's why we didn't really hear anything about it. Who cares about VR? Tell me when VR is affordable and fun. And no, $300 is not affordable. Don't tell I, me that's affordable. I'm it's not, affordable for VR. I can't embrace VR until they solve the issue of foot-based locomotion. Once you give me the the freaking 360 degree treadmill that I can like walk and roll and and do stuff on, then I'll Honestly, be like, okay, you'll never leave. Then yes, then I'll never leave the game. Then I don't have. To. Honestly, just screw VR. Just make a hollow deck. Okay, all right. Thinking big, I like it. How am like, I going if you're to go ca- out of like? What's, how much stuff can we strap to you to make you feel like you're playing something? Yeah, let's make a holodeck. Hmm. But wouldn't you still need to have some stuff strapped to you so that you can effectively like measure body movement and stuff? I mean, I guess they no, kind of... the holodeck handles everything. I guess that's true. We, Huh. I hadn't even thought about, like... They just put on costumes if they want and they walk in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. Just... <laughs> Basically, you're paying to have a theater troupe come on and be the video game for you at any given moment of the day. Yeah. It's like I feel. Excuse me, players. I would like to. I would like to have my experience with Half Life Two, Episode Two specifically, and then just watch them try to sort out how to make the tripods happen inside of a like six foot tall room. But um, let's see. So that was Wolfenstein. I'm trying to like loop back to where this came from. Uh all it's always it's always a trickery a tricky thing trying to like rope back to the original topic. So we Kyo, Kyo played Fatal Frame. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fatal Frame four. Okay. Yeah. I remember where we were. Ken, what were you playing lately? See, I thought you were just going to skip him entirely because, like, that kind of has something I want to talk about. And then you moved on. Like, we're just not talking to Ken today. Yeah, so I was just like, yeah, I'll just keep quiet. It'll be like the OG. 
OG no, Potasaurus the, I, 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 where I only talk for like five minutes. Maybe we should just construct the podcast as a choose your own adventure where we were just like, if you'd like to know about Kyo's day, please go to the please, five minute no, I will I will shoot you. <laughs> please, if you'd like to know about Ken's day, please click here and it just takes you to a dead link because there's no information. <laughs> yep, 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 exactly. Uh, go ahead, Ken. <laughs> go ahead for what? <laughs> what have you been playing lately? What, are you, what What's going on in the world of Ken? What's going on in the world of Ken is figure collecting. I have like 15 play arts play or art bring for, arts. Uh, I have like 15 bring arts now, so which is fun. I've been I've been collecting like quite a bit now. They just announced um, Aqua and Ventus for bring arts. Ooh. Or not Aqua and Ventus, oh. Aqua and Terra. Yeah, who? Because you don't play the goddamn Kingdom Hearts games. Hey, hey Ventus is a character <laughs> too. He's not nobody. I mean, to be fair, he, this is he Timber. He ain't a nobody, Bi- you're right. This he's, is Timber, he's an big fan person. of... Uh, Wait, this is what? Timber, big fan of The Le- Legend of Zelda, who doesn't know anything about Twilight Prince... Or about um, Skyward Sword. Yeah. I'm the biggest fan of Zelda who hasn't played Skyward Sword. The and lore that, heaviest game. I have... I am pretty sure I have a... I, I may hold the this singularly hold the title of biggest biggest Zelda fan who has not played Skyward Sword because <laughs> all of the biggest fans have played Skyward Sword. Um, I'm hoping that they release that on Switch. I'm almost positive they will. It it feels next year. Yeah. Next year, the leaks the leaks they don't they don't lie. So yeah. So besides that, I did finish The Last of Us Two, and oh boy, that that game is a. Do you have opinions? <sighs> It's a solid 7 out of 10. I'll give it that much. And the only reason that it's like that is because of Abby. You might have your own opinions about Abby and what she did to the story, but I enjoyed her part of the storyline to the point that I really wish that you could only had played as her because she offered a new insight to what had happened in the first game. And I really did like that link, so to speak, of how who this character is and what mm. his relation her relation to the first game was and you get to see a totally different world or point of view of what's going on with the world like what we were talking about earlier you want to play a different character in this world and see what's going on there and you kind of get that with Abby mm. to the point that I really wish that Ellie was only part of the game like like as much as the as, um... as the first part as part one, only like one eighth of the game. I really wish it was like that. And it was mostly Abby. Sorry, go ahead. You were, you were saying, I was saying don't you play as, I was going to say, do you play as Abby for majority of the game or no? No, you play, you play as Abby for, I want to say 40% of the game. And then 60% of it is Ellie for the most part. And I wish that it was either reversed or 80 to 20% because for for Abby because the Ellie part they're trying what they're trying to do with the story they're trying to make it super overloaded and I and I hated it specifically for Ellie's part because they're trying to do the lightning strike twice with the relationship that she had with Joel with mm. all these two other no name characters that I could care rat's tail about in the end at the end of the, the story and I kind of was like this is it this is what I get at the end of it I feel like really empty and i'm just like mad i'm mostly mad so i'll eventually but, play that one i think i don't know i'm the prologue 
of the game I felt didn't. It, it was kind of like that kind of situation for me that I don't want to. It, it, I had to force myself to finish it because the prologue. I didn't want to go to do this prologue. It's kind of like what they did with Uncharted 4. If you remember the prologue for all, Uncharted all their 4. games follow the same formula. It's like, what is it, like flash forward prologue? Yeah. And then, like, you come back to that, like, that point, like, 10 hours later. Well, this this prologue is specifically a flash forward, but it's still, like, two to three hours of the game. And I was like, what? Oh I, my, that's too long. I, I'm like, dude, come on. Like, come on. And then the this this game, it's bad. I, I would say it's almost as bad as MGS4 for cutscenes. Sounds about right. And if you skip it, you're going to see a whole lot of load screens because this game takes a huge chunk of load. Just look forward to the PS5 having a you know updated version of that where it doesn't have to deal with load screens. Yeah, thank God. And, you know, there's one thing that was really cool, and I thought they were going to do this, and this happened in Ellie's part, where you get to Seattle, and it just opens. You do this huge part of Seattle, this huge part of the town of Seattle, and it opens up, and you can go... You can do Story Beach, which is only like three buildings, but there's like seven to eight buildings that you can go to, get stuff, kind of learn what's happening in Seattle. But it only happens for that first day, and it doesn't go back to it. And I'm really mad about that because you spent all this time to do this, and you're not doing it. You spent all this time. Why wouldn't you go back and do that and be like, oh, yeah, I could go back and have just the the people come back or rejuvenate or whatever or just add more clickers and stuff like that infected i don't know i don't understand the reason why they didn't have that one section just be the whole game for your first year three days in seattle i just Mm -hmm. don't understand it's it mind boggles me like you put all this thought and all this care into only what ends up being like four hours for a game that ends up being like 30 hours, give or take? That's too long. Okay, so I'm sorry I'm going to say this is, because these are supposed to be horror games. I'll argue always that uh, Last of Us yeah. is not actually horror, yeah. but 30 hours is too long for a horror game. Yeah, 20 to 30 hours. I mean, and there's one thing, like like I mentioned last week, where, yeah, the game got me. The game got me really good because there are these new infected, they're called stalkers, where they ignore your sense of hearing, and they jump scare you. I, I that was the only like new thing that was that really got me. Everything else, it's just just like it's. I can't, I can't. But I, on a technicality and a gameplay level, this this is it's really good. It's really solid. I would give it a ten out of ten just for the gameplay of it. They all the things that they did solid on Last of Us One, they kept it well and they did even better. And I really like the gameplay gameplay mechanics compared to the story but if you add that story into there it bogs it down the hell down to a solid seven to even a six at certain occasions especially with ellie's part one of the problems with with last earth um naughty dog is they think more like they just they overwrite it it's very overwritten all their stuff is very overwritten or underwritten and they don't think any of it's a problem like uncharted is very underwritten like they just they hand wave so much shit in that series and like it's always the same plot and it's like it's always the same thing and then the last of us is just horribly overwritten where like it's just like this is 
more than it needs to be, but not in the right areas. Yeah, no, I, and, I completely and... agree with you. And with Ellie's part of this story, it shows. It shows that really badly. And then in the happy middle ground is the Jack and Daxter series with a perfectly oh, written Jack plot. Jack and Daxter sucks, though. No, that was a great series. That, Imagine being the type the of collapse, person like Jack and Daxter. The collapse of, of Naughty Dog as a company in my eyes that made good games happened post uh, post Jack and post Ratchet and Clank. Once we started getting into the Uncharted's and the Last of Us's, that was kind of it for me with them because they started going for this much more cinematic driven kind mm. of game which in, it clearly infected them i mean last of us part two is a product of a series of games that have progressively gotten more and more addicted to the idea of being more film than game it got more addicted to being up its own ass to be <laughs> fucking frank <laughs> right, of what the, the story who's the writer for the last of us Oh, hold on, let me yeah. just double check. I don't think it's Neil. Neil was the director. Is it Neil Druckmann? Neil Druckmann and Haley Goloss. Okay, yeah. Neil Druckmann's a hack. He's what's, one of those people. He's just one of those like art, that writers that just like thinks he's really good, and he's just like, no, you just copy a lot of what you see in movies. What's interesting is the person that also co-wrote it did Westworld, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> Westworld's good. <laughs> I can't fault that. But. Westworld's one of those weird things. I'm like, who went back and was like, you know what? This terrible movie needs an yeah. HBO series. Yeah. I will say that I don't know where they got the the connecting power to be like, yes, we'll take this movie, which was campy as hell, and we're going to make an entire series out of it, and the series like just blows the production value out of the water in every, every category. The, w- w- within the first three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay. And also manages to cover like an, an eighth of what that movie covered in like... 10 minutes over the span of a season (laughs) it's like neat you really you're really stretching this out i know it's uh coming from a book so obviously they have a lot more material to work with than just the movie but going back to it and there there are certain things that i kind of was just like i I didn't need this i didn't need this the only thing that i was happy for is just playing as abby and abby's part and abby's point of view throughout all of this was very nice and it was the only thing that kept me kind of going to the point that when I did play as Ellie again I was like no I don't want to play as Ellie I want to play as Abby why are you making me do this come on game please so did you know they're making a TV show yep done by the guys that did Chernobyl is that a good or bad thing that's a good thing that is that is a good thing Chernobyl was really really good I don't watch TV what am I watching right now TV wise What's the what's my Saber. thing I'm currently watching? No, I'm not watching Saber. I've watched a couple like Henshin videos for it. I'm just like, oh, I'm not feeling this one. Yeah, I don't I'm, like. I'm, I don't like. All I see is theme? nose. All I see is nose, man. I can't. I just. I don't I like can't. the theme. I don't really like. Um. Uh. It's like storybooks and fantasy. I'm just like, mm, you could not have picked a more boring theme to me, except for uh, I don't know, Common Rider Ghost. I guess. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's bad. It's just like. I don't like the Henshin scenes. They're too over overdone and just like the, the CGI is so bad. It's the so calls bad. Are too long. Yeah, and they look they look really bad. They look like a Sentai show right now. 
No, the Sentai or the the CGI for it looks as bad. What was that game that you played last week that I compared the CGI to? It was um, Resident Evil Code Veronica. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you look? Yeah, that was on par, or if not better, than the CGI that was in Saber, and that's pretty fucking bad in my point of view. <laughs> but oh, we I've been watching Portlandia. I picked that back up. That's what I've been watching. Yeah, so besides that, I've been, besides The Last of Us, I've been playing a lot of Zelda because I'm streaming yeah. it. Yeah. If you guys don't and know. I'm streaming it. If, you, you're, if you're listening or watching it, as Timber will say, if you're watching this podcast, this audio, <laughs> this audio podcast, um, go follow Ken at uh, Ongaku to use a Twitch channel. We'll yeah. say it at the, again at the end, but like go go follow him so he can hit affiliate. For those visually enjoying this podcast, I'll speak louder. Uh, that way, the waveform is going to be much taller. When you, it's when not you... going to matter. I'm going to shrink your waveform. <laughs> You're going to compress it? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I've been playing a lot of Zelda. Yeah. And I'm enjoying my time with this a lot more. And I think, ironically, this will be the first Zelda game I've, I've, I've ever beaten. <laughs> I'm halfway through it right now. Or I guess like a third, third of the way through it because I I finished... I finished Fish Elephant Palace. <laughs> Fish Elephant Palace. I love it. And after our talk earlier, before we started recording, I can't. I can't think about Mifa right now. <laughs> he just can't stop. He can't stop thinking about Mifa. <laughs> so yeah, so I did the the the, the Zoro Zoro. Is that what their names are? Zora. 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 Yes. See, like even when I, got, I was trying to think of it, oh yeah, you know why? Because I conf- confused them with the bird people, the Rito. <laughs> well, in Wind Waker, they were alluded to being like the Rito were alluded to being like the like successors to the Zora, like they evolved into them, and then they just like Breath of the Wild's like their mind. There's both. So yeah, I d- I did the fish elephant palace and the bird bird palace. So you must be excited for Age of Calamity then. Oh yeah, I am. I am so hyped for that. I think it's a great idea. Like it, it, it gives you that style of gameplay in an environment that is ripe to have a lot of kind of lore and story content that can easily saddle onto that kind of core gameplay loop of mashing through hundreds and hundreds of dark baddies like this and is perfect for i it. can't i can't wait for the last level of it being you being ganon and just killing everyone <laughs> i re- i can't wait not that i know anything about it but i just assume that one of the last levels is you're being ganon because you're gonna have to play as ganon in this game i mean if you think about it for um breath of the wild anyway you know what's already happened in the past yeah and you're like you you get you piece together how it happened but, yeah. like, I mean, you already know, like, you know the plot. You're just there to go finish it. Yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. So, yeah, I've been enjoying my time a lot more with this. I've been doing all the shrines, and I've been wondering what 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 is wrong with my life because all I do is I cheese, like, a bunch of the monsters. I was going to so say, like, like you've, I... been, you've been going through this at a rapid tick. It took me a hundred hours going through the leisurely pace not necessarily 100 percenting. remember how you played through it dude you were so hard to watch with it not like cap and k long with it but like you would like 
not see where you're supposed to go and just walk away from it forever. Meanwhile, Alchemy Fox is in chat yelling at you, pleading with <laughs> you to go back. <laughs> like, the so, chest is right there. He has chest blindness. Uh, so, yeah, give or take, I think I did about 20 hours of the game right now, and I'm about to hit uh, the Death Mountain uh, volcano place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, per, per Fangirl. Fangirl kind of popped in in one of the streams and kind of gave me direction of, hey, where I should go. <laughs> How was she doing awake? She couldn't sleep one day, and she was like, I'm just in here to kind of just see what you're doing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. After a couple of days, she's like, oh, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> she goes, oh, advice. Uh, you should do the Zora. The, the Zora? Zora? Zora. Zora. Yeah, you, what the hell, man? Zora. <laughs> Zora. <laughs> like, you probably called Zoro again. I think he said it right the first time, but I just assumed he said Zoro again. I'm sorry. And he, she was like, oh, yeah, you should do Z- the Zora place because then you, you'll you get the, 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 the instant best. revive. Yeah, the best one of the powers. See, I don't even know what the, the, the golem guy does. The, so. go- the Goron? The Goron. I don't I yeah, don't know what you, his power is. You get basically do you want to know? <laughs> yeah, sure. Just tell me. Um you get um a shield that that blocks everything. I think it's you get like can you use it two or three times and it wears out, but like basically you put the shield up when you hold the block button and you don't even have to carry around a, a shield for a while. It's just like a full like three sixty degree shield. Oh, oh okay, so it would be helpful. He's for me very to yeah, that one's actually really useful. Are you going to do the DLC? Yes. Okay, the DLC, you don't get anything new. You just can use all of those more, all of those powers you get. You get, like, basically faster recharge speed and, like, I think more uses for each of those powers. I see. That's actually really wild to think about. I was sitting here being like, huh, the only one that was useful was Mipha's Revive, and then I thought about it some more. I was like, actually being able no, to jump really high. Good. Yeah, jumping really high was really useful. The shields were really useful. Being able to I wipe an most, entire room with electricity was useful. I think Urbosis was the best one. That was the most useful because you could just clear out an area. Yeah. yeah. As long as it wasn't, well, you couldn't do use it against Thunderblight, but if you did that one and then went to, like, Waterblight, like, you could just destroy that thing. Yeah, so I was just like thinking to myself, like, because I, out of the two two powers, and I guess this the the shield one I'm gonna get probably next stream. I was thinking to myself, which power would be useful? I've enjoyed using um, Ravali, That's Ravioli. Yeah, Ravioli's a lot of fun. Yeah, Ravioli's Gale. Ravioli's Gale. I've been loving doing his one because it gets me higher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like I like the long jump. And it, it saved me a couple times to get out of the way from Guardians. Oh, yeah. I think I think some of my favorite moments in my playthrough were when I jetted up with Rivali, and then as I was flying away, being like, Haha, I got him. I got away from him. I see, like, a, a 45-degree angle laser sh- zipping through the sky right next to me as I was paragliding. I'm like, oh, God, they could still hit me up here. Yeah, so, like... I was at this right near the right side of the map of where the the Zora the Zora area was, and there's these islands that's connected by like a bridge. I don't know if you you know this timber. Uh, repeat the spot. It's it's on the upper right of the map. It's near the um. Oh, so like by the Eventide. That that this this castle. It's nearby some castle. 
Oh boy. Uh, it's it's near the challenge island. It's on that side. Like if you before you get all the way up to Eventide or whatever that is, like just south of that, it's like a chain of islands. Yeah. Oh, like, that. Yes. Yes, I remember now. Um, yeah. So like, I I spent my entire like yesterday going through there, like freaking the fuck out because I there those the helicopter guardians. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I haven't taken down a guardian yet, so <laughs> yeah, no those those ones are some of the hardest to take down just because they're really awkward to deal with, and it's very like generally whenever I get to those areas, it turns into very much Metal Gear Solid for me, where I'm just like, okay, just don't see me. <laughs> That's when um, yeah. Arbosa's Fury comes in. Uh, yeah, um, handy. Oh really? Do they kind of crowd near you? Well, if they get near you, you just charge up a sword and then like just like have a lightning strike and it will knock it down, so you can at least run away. Uh, yeah so like one of those chain of islands like i've noticed that they stay to the left side of the island so i just stay on the right side and kind of just avoided them i had to go do a shrine like that where i had to avoid their detection but then all i do is just cheese like uh, there was the high knock after he starts covering his eye or whatever i just throw bombs at him because that's the only way that i would be able to do damage (laughs) I don't remember what I used to do with the... I think I would just get closer to him, because once you were within a certain range, he would put his hand down, just because he's like, oh, you're not going to shoot me anymore at this distance. And I'm like, ha, so you think. (laughs) And then shoot him anyway at point blank. Um, Oh, I I have a a quick question. So you know the the weapons that you get from from the the area? So like, like the bow or whatever you know the weapons you get from the area <laughs> yes <laughs> the oh, games, like the bow and then they like respawn. the trident right or whatever. Death, they respawn a lot of them respawn as a long lot, as they're they, on the chest they respawn they respawn okay as long as they're not in the chest yeah i'm i'm so afraid of using it and it Use breaking oh yeah again well yeah i, I guess i can just like looking longingly at my collection. I'm trying to remember what the the breaking point was for me in that game because there was a moment where I I found something or or something just clicked for me and I no longer ran into. Oh right, the have you have you gone to the Lost Woods yet? No. Oh yeah. What the hell do I do with all the Korok seeds? I have no idea where to go because that the big bubble up when he, he's in He's in the the forest now yeah which which forest the lost woods oh, okay i yeah. guess i have to go to you the need lost to go woods. there yeah because <laughs> yeah. i have like i have like 20 korok seeds and i'm just like i need to increase my inventory <laughs> yeah and there's that that area also gives you some goodies that uh let's say make make certain mechanics a hell of a lot less annoying oh um i i don't really care if i get spoiled about this or not if I show up with the Master Sword at any of the domains when I go to the Elders, because you know how the Elder, especially the, the Rito mm-hmm. Elder, says you kind of look like the champion, but you don't have your sword. Does he say something if you appear with the Master Sword? I can't remember. I'm not sure. It's been forever. Because the thing is, I, I think I did the Master Sword quest line last, so I really didn't interact with any of the Elders until after I'd already gotten like i'd already done their bits then gotten the sword and then been like okay 
time to go to Ganon, right? Like I didn't, uh, I didn't ever approach the go in that particular order, so I'm not sure. Yeah, so like the the Rito guy, the elder, the owl. I think he's an owl. Is he an owl? <laughs> I, I <laughs> think Mr. So. Lore. <laughs> I, I think I believe he is an owl-looking Rito. Yes. Yeah, so like he mentions, like you look just like him, but what what happened to your sword? Who, who did you get all that? A, no, he yes, has a, he has that extra bit of dialogue if you show up with the master sword. Same, same for the the Zora, Mifa's uh, dad. I would task you with testing this theory, Ken, and letting us know the results. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> uh, I'll probably do that. But I just figured I asked if you guys knew because I was like, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing if there's an additional dialogue if you just show up with the master sword and they'll I mean, be like, it's possible. oh, you just look just like him. Be like, you look just like him, but something feels off. I just don't know what. Yeah. Is he an imposter? Uh oh. Maybe. He's uh, looking pretty sus there. Pretty sus, yeah. Blue is pretty sus right now. I am? <laughs> I'm just, just waiting to see how long this Breath of the Wild conversation is going to go. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just waiting for you to take over, Timber. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> Are you just going to keep vamping on Breath of the Wild? Um, I mean, I did that earlier today when I was waiting for Kill. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I, it's kind of been interesting because the actual uh, games that I've been playing have been all over the place and nothing's really been consistent. The most recent thing that I played on stream uh, for a random roulette was Tiny and Big Grandpa's Leftovers, which uh, Kyo swears up and down is a bad game. But It uh, looks so bad. It's another one of those stupid, trashy, like, like Nintendo knockoff like indie games. It's an indie okay. game from 2012, first of all, so you gotta give it, like, some... some oh, back when the they were really knocking off Nintendo shit? But the whole premise of the, the game is basically they've <laughs> given like you... Glosses over that. They've given you these three tools, right? They've given you a laser, a um, kind of a pulley, like, hookshot dealio, and a, a rocket. And you use these to manipulate different pieces of geometry in the environment. So whenever you see like a, a cliff face, you can carve that cliff face with your laser, and then you can use the the little hook shot to pull it closer to you, or you shoot a rocket at it and push it away. Um, but you can basically manipulate every aspect of the levels that you're platforming through to uh, to use these abilities in some way. So there are several points in the game where the freedom of this is really, really made apparent, which is why I actually ended up enjoying the game more than I thought I would. Um, the first couple levels, not so much. There's like the first two levels you're trying to play through the game and it's a tutorial and they keep shoving in these small little boxed rooms with really limited options in terms of what you can actually manipulate. And when that was happening, I was like, "Ugh, this sucks. Once I got to the third or fourth level, things open up. You get to this uh, temple area where it's constructed out of just a bunch of like Aztec style blocks and statues and, and everything is basically a cliff face. So and the only objective it really gives you is that big is at the top of the temple. You got to get to the top of the temple and you look at it and they're like, well, you could find a, a, an easy way to get up there in the back. But I regularly got sidetracked because I was like, I want to get this secret collectible that's on this ledge. So I started carving stairs for myself to get up to that ledge, grab the item. And then once I was up there, I was like, you know, I don't really feel like going back down to go around the back. Let me see if I can like, just take out this chunk of wall in this Aztec temple and then somehow 
create a ledge for myself that gives me as much verticality as possible without sliding so that I can just basically climb to the top of this temple without doing it properly. <laughs> and the game gave me plenty of opportunities to do that sort of thing. And I was never really sure if it was planned design to just allow me that freedom or if I might have accidentally broken it. But it was always a lot of fun riding the line between potentially glitching the game and uh, and having a good time doing it. Uh, and for a game that was only like two and a half hours long, it's hard for me to fault it for any of its uh, problems when it really didn't demand that much time for me to begin with. But I did think, other than the fact that it's a bit clunky with things like physics, where if you barely nudge a loose piece of physics ob- physics object you stub your toe and you die so like it's really unforgiving with the deaths but um in terms of just a mechanical core concept of something you do in a video game it felt really fresh uh for what it was uh and that's tiny and big grandpa's leftovers a solid eight out of ten game that was a lot of talk <laughs> about that game that was probably more talk than it, the amount of people who played it. That is probably well. T- to be fair, there is a speedrun. There is a speedrun community for Tiny and Big Grandpa's Left. Why? Why? If people do it, and there's actually one guy who did like a full-on narrative of his speedrun as he was doing it, uh, which made it pretty entertaining to watch. It's not every day that a speedrunner actually does that, so um, they can beat that game in like 20 minutes or so. besides <laughs> besides that i also played the demo for a brand new game that came out called going under now i'm thinking i'm probably going to actually buy this one though i was tentative on it because i i recognize that it's a roguelike and it does all the things that roguelikes do it's a game that was made in unity so it's like okay it's a unity game it's made by an indie developer it's a roguelike it kind of touches on all all the bells but i've played so many of this genre of game that it's like you gotta you really gotta do something special for me to actually want to like go in and and pay money and invest time into it uh what this one does is it sets its premise in an office environment where you are playing the role of a new intern at a uh at this company called cubicle and the first task that they give you is to go and and into their basement where no one's usually allowed to go to take on the goblins who have set up shop down there running their own corporation called Joblin. 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 Then the rest of the game is you basically going through and killing these guys while dealing with an aesthetic and kind of parody of millennial technological startup culture. So the whole thing, especially because I work in that industry, uh, it's kind of interesting seeing a lot of the parallels to the way that, that people talk and, and some of the the things that get presented. Like you, you go into the the shop and some of the items that you can buy is like a you know easy jokes like an avocado toast sandwich or a, or a coffee those are your healing items and then when you go into the larger rooms they actually give you these like little shop carts that you can ride around in and, and crash into the the goblins with um they give you a 
all kinds of weapons, which are usually office supplies. So you have like a stapler that you use to like shoot staples at the at the at the goblins as you're fighting through them. So it's it's just got a really cute aesthetic to it. I think more than anything, it's just a good looking game with a very good sense of style, which almost carries it. And it seems like it does have kind of some level progression and story elements that I didn't quite get to because it was just a demo. But I had a good time with it for what I played, which is apparently just a little over an hour. I also spent $5 to own Among Us, so now that's in my that's in my Steam inventory. I that as well. Yay. We've all paid 5 bucks for Among Us. Yeah. Green is acting pretty sus right now. <laughs> it's always red. People keep stealing my color. I want to play as purple, and they keep stealing my fucking color, and it's making me mad. Purple is popular, man. It's uh, the Twitch color. It's the Twitch color. It was, um, before, before Twitch was even a thing, there was a, a guy on my campus that was just known as the purple guy who would dress in all purple. He had like a purple suit with a did, purple hat. Did he stuff kids into animatronics? This was pre Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if he even adopts the name purple guy anymore after that, frankly. Oh, good lord. Uh, I think other than that, the only other thing I've really played was Doom, which uh, has been has been Doom. I don't, I don't I really know. Say, how have you been enjoying your time with Doom? It's hard. It's funny because I, I knew this would happen. Like, I'm going through the game and I'm saying, this is really fun. It's really like an exhilarating experience. The music is really awesome. You feel like a badass when you're shooting demons with all these different guns. And especially since I have a natural knack for first-person shooter games, it's... um. It feels good to just step in one again because it's a, a genre that I very rarely visit. But also, I don't know what to say about Doom because it is like 25 straight hours of just going from room to room obliterating demons. Like, after a certain point, you just have like this kind of sensory overload of just like... I've been, I've been just shooting things. That's that's oh. I've just been shooting things. All while it's happening, heavy metal rock music is yeah. blasting through your ears. Yeah, like, I I wonder what it would be like to do a marathon run of Doom, where you just play Doom all the way through, front to back. Like, how do you feel at the end? Are you even still human at the end? <laughs> you know? Or if you are you just, a, like, a frothing, you know... So, so I gotta ask... So you you played the 2016 one, right? Not not Eternal, right? Correct. I have not played Doom Eternal yet. Apparently Eternal I, is basically the same thing, but now you also have like extra verticality with like a hookshot or something. Yeah, so are you going to play Eternal? Not immediately, but I'd like to. I think my thing is I need a break from Doom after I beat Doom because like I said, <laughs> it's just like pumped up. With <laughs> I'm just like, yeah! <laughs> with testosterone. <laughs> Where's the next demon? There's somebody who came in because I now have a uh, point reward, and I think you've you've been in a couple of times to see it too, Ken, where uh, it's uh, talk like snake for five minutes, and somebody came in asking, like, is this just the voice you're going to do the entire time while you're playing Doom? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I like redeeming um, blind, blindfolded. I know, that's your favorite one. I just... It makes it interesting. It's... It did. Well, at one point you're like, I need to get through this room, and I can't. If I die, I have to restart it. I'm like, blindfolded gameplay, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
in hindsight, I really wish that I had that you hadn't uh, given me mercy in that room because it would have been interesting if I would just whiffled on the last couple monsters and had to redo the room. But uh, it's fine. I mean, we can always redo it. I'll just wait for another time. Yeah, just do it on Doom Eternal instead. I mean, I just refund myself the points every time anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Don't mod me places. Things will be abused. Um, I also have been playing Call of Duty Warzone. I, oh my god. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> I don't want to hear about that. I said that you talking about tiny and big grandpa's left shit or something like that. But Kel, we got any news, Ken? We got any news? We can get away from this conversation. Well, we're well, with, with, with that, with that, with the news. Anyway, have you caught <laughs> up with? Have you watched any of the PS5 and the the, the Nintendo Nindy stuff or the third party stuff? By the way, Timber, I believe no. they're releasing. Wasn't so no. For, isn't it like <laughs> for, Fortnite's coming to the PS5? I heard. Uh, I think that was one of them. You probably just guessed that. <laughs> no, you it was actually that be right. No, you could guess that and be right. It wasn't a guess. I knew it was true, but also knows that's a safe bet. You're like Fortnite's coming and probably Grand Theft Auto and Skyrim and Resident Evil Four. You're like, fucking, how does he know? How does he get it every time? He never misses. Well, I don't know about Skyrim now. I do want to just pinch on this. So a couple weeks, like last week, I believe it was. Before the Xbox Series X and Series S pre-orders went up live the day before, they Microsoft just announced that they bought Bethesda, or they bought Zenimax, the media company. Mm-hmm. So pretty much they bought Bethesda and all their conglomerates that is related to Bethesda. Currently, so, Microsoft has no exclusives coming out to their PS. To their uh, to their um their console within like the first yep. three months or something, but yep. they do have two PS5 exclusives coming out. Yep, yeah. So I'm kind of just like laughing really hard. So this also goes to the fact that do you think that Elder Scrolls and Fallout are only going to be Microsoft exclusives? Um, honestly, for how those games work, it probably would be in their best interest to only be locked to one console. So they can figure out the bugs and stuff. The thing is, whenever it's a Microsoft game, it's always Xbox and PC. So it's never really that exclusive in my eyes. Right, but then they just put them to the Game Pass. This could mean yeah. like, yeah. this could mean so, that all those like this could mean like Fallout Five. If they make it, would be day one Game Pass, PC, yeah. and Xbox Series X, and you can transfer your data between it. Even if people are like, oh, you know, whatever. No, that's a big deal. You're like, I want to play this one on my computer. Well, actually, you know what? I want to go in the other room. I'm going to go play it on my Xbox. Pick up where you left off. Yep. That really is a huge selling point because, like, when when I've had Xbox Ultimate Gamer Pass, like, I think I just have it when they gave me a Discord Nitro right now. I think it's just PC. Yep. Like, with the exception of one game, and that was the Outer Worlds because for some reason the save data was separate, I could pick up a game here, save it, and go back to my my front room and play it there and like hang out with my girlfriend. Yeah, so that that's one thing, and this also kind of goes into the fact that Master Chief isn't their biggest shooter now. It's Doom. Yeah, Doom is going to be their biggest shooter person. That's pretty funny to think about that we've wrapped all the way back around to Doom being the big important thing on the block. Someone's I mean, going to Halo look at the game. Hasn't games. been important for years. Yeah. 
like to even act like it like it even matters anymore it doesn't i mean like they announced halo infinite which i mean i i didn't play i bought halo 5 i i, I didn't go buy halo 5 and i'm I like Halo to a certain point of view, but what what three four three has been doing with it, I just I can't agree with it. I got so deshamled on four that I was just like, yeah, I don't know about wait, wait, it. Wait, 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 you got what? Deshamled. You said deshamled. Deshamled. Like Zoe Deshamel. <laughs> Zoe Deshamel. Yeah. <laughs> Zoe Deshamel. That'll be that'll be the episode title. <laughs> But like yeah, like it, Halo Five, I bought it. I didn't get anywhere in it. Gears, even to a lesser extent, like Gears Five was neat. But like I played some of it. I'm like, oh, this really isn't bad. I don't like it. I've never finished it. Wait, you played the like, Gears games? Yeah, I actually, used, we used to play a lot of Gears. Hmm. Into multiplayer, but like I liked Horde and I liked um, single player with friends. Hmm. Like I played Halo Five with my friend Tom. Like we liked what we played a bit. We're like, oh, we should pick this back up later and play it. We haven't, we haven't done it yet. And Did- also. Obsidian is also owned by Microsoft, and so maybe so now, we'll find we'll finally get the the Fallout New Vegas, New Vegas too. Tour. What happened? Finally, ho, ho, ho. yeah. So someone asked Obsidian, so does that mean you'll finally make New Vegas too? They just give the biggest like shrug, like uh, uh. yeah. This is where they go. Uh, we'll probably just do Pillars of Eternity three again. Because people ask, and they're like, "This is literally the day that we all found out this was happening." What do you, what do you think? What do you yeah. think? No, the answer is no, 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 no. It's it's not like we had it in the background and like, yeah, yeah. You see them? We had them secret contracts. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like, like no, we're, we're going to have some... to make a new IP franchise with the Outer Worlds just so we could go back to Fallout. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Can't wait for that organizational restructure, boy. Oh boy. This also means that um, they own the Evil Within franchise now. Yes. Which doesn't matter, but I mean, now they own a major <laughs> horror franchise. You know, like yeah. it's major for now. I mean, there's really not that many. There's Resident Evil. Yeah. Um, I guess there's the Evil Within. Uh, uh, Until Dawn. Until Dawn is not a horror franchise. Eh. It's it's a subcategory. Kind of <laughs> like that's that's not. I wouldn't really even say that's major. That's like a single game because like the company that made it, they have like um, the Dark Anthology games, but they're supposed to be releasing one like every four months, every six four months. We've got one. Yeah, and the other one's coming out pretty soon. It's going to come out around Halloween. The the witch game. Mm-hmm. That's the one I actually want to play. That was just come out like February. Yeah. Like based hey, on your time play. frame. I kind of want to play that too, but I also please, for the love of God, turn it down on the jump stairs, the jump scares. I I couldn't handle Madame Madonna. <laughs> it's not Madame Madonna isn't even that uh that's scary. That's the thing. I, I felt it to, like it was kind of boring overall. Yeah. So I I I just kind of want to bring this up. Do you guys think Sony would need something to that effect, like buying another third party developer to have a have a so called matching thing towards what what Microsoft did? As it stands, they basically own they 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 finally own like um Naughty Dog Insomniac. They own all of them now. Yeah. Like all the big ones that they want. They have quite a powerhouse already of like stuff that's like this is distinctly Sony. Mm. Um they're gonna have to if they want to have like a shooter, I think they're are they in the having Call of Duty as their thing right now? They're they're in good allies with Activision, so mm. yeah. 
as of right now. They got that, but really everyone has Fortnite, so it doesn't matter. Well, they got that, which is also Activision Blizzard, which means that they also have... Wait, what's Activision Blizzard? Well, I'm just saying, like, if they have Call of Duty, then they're also going to have a working relationship with Blizzard since those are kind of merged at this point. So... it's really weird because, like, I keep trying to figure out if Call of Duty is still even relevant anymore. Like, looking at it, because people are like, yeah, it is. Like, the newest one came out, like the newest Modern Warfare, whatever. That yeah. was like there and, and dead already. Like, well, the the like, reason who were... hmm? the the reason the new Modern Warfare was there and dead is because it was overshadowed by its own multiplayer. Warzone is Modern Warfare. Well, Warzone didn't come out right away. Did it? Wasn't that just only on Sony or something? I... But like, support for that game is like. I don't know many people doing that. War they released Warzone as that free to play thing and people were all over it. Yep. And officially that's the only like I haven't spent money on Call of Duty yet. I just played Warzone. So perhaps case you of point. Like the there. weirdest assortment of stuff. Like whenever I bring up games you play, they're like, I didn't think Timber would play that. I'm like, Timber's an old boomer. Of course he likes Doom. <laughs> he likes Doom and Mist. He's a boomer. Somehow he's older than me. <laughs> I got a handful of video games given to me in, like, 97 that were a collection of things that had arrived between the years 1990 and 1995, and that's what I grew up on. Well, the first thing I think Sony should do is buy Bluepoint. Someone needs to buy Bluepoint at this point. Like, the fact that, like, it's nice that they're just out there, but, like, the only only people, like, taking advantage of them is Sony. Yeah. After... They did what? Shadow of the Colossus. They did that. Bluepoint's done all the HD remasters that matter. Mm-hmm. Like how, how they've never been acquired up until this point is just like astounding. Like that's the company you want to make all of your remakes because they're the only ones that know how to take how what to was it. there and make it better. Yeah, Shadow look is amazing to what I, uh, to the to the point that I I played and compared to what my friend played the original, he goes, "Oh yeah, it's it's really good." And Demon Souls looks really, really good. Granted, it's probably just the the paint over the old. It's probably still gonna suck because Demon yeah. Souls. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to playing the first game before Dark Souls because I remember it being really unique, even compared to Dark Souls in just the presentation of certain things. Play Shadow mm-hmm. Tower Abyss then. Or That's where all the soul stuff actually happened. I was like, yeah, Demon's Souls started. No, a lot of those ideas came from Shadow Tower Abyss. Yeah. You have to look it up because you don't know what it is because it was Japan only. Well, I don't read Japanese, so... There's an English translation patch. Okay. On PS2. Probably figure out how to emulate it. I put it on my hard drive PS2, which I modded my PS2 now. I got... I, my fat PS2 has life again. So now I have three PS2s stacked over here for screen. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing. I also... I want to do a big fu to my monster hunting loving friend, and I want Sony to buy Capcom. Uh, I don't want them to do that. I think Capcom should remain independent. They just—I I think Mostly any other company having them would since, ruin it. Since Rise came out, I've been hearing for the past two weeks. I can't wait to stop playing World and play Rise because the monster, the monster designs on World look so bad compared to rise and i'm just like what the hell <laughs> see the thing is like so our capcom does better with with um restriction if like you like basically world was unrestricted compared to that point because they gave the monster hunter team like here's literally 
you can do whatever you want, make it as big as you want. It was fine. But the thing was, artistically, all the monsters were kind of boring because they decided to go over detailed. So, like, not a lot of them were that memorable. I mean, I like the Anjanath and I like the Radovan, but, like, I'd be really hard-pressed to remember any of the other ones. Mm. Then, like, the art direction for Rise looks so much better because it's not going for realism. It's going for Monster Hunter look. Mm. That was well, the then again, world that was going for realistic. Then again, also, this guy is a Nintendo fanboy, and it took us three years for him to even go on world. <laughs> I want to spite him. I want to spite him so bad. <laughs> I don't want see. I don't want them to get bought. I don't want any other companies really to get bought out because we're getting to a point where if it's just going to be a few companies that like a few big companies that own all the rest of them, yeah. like it's just going to be like, what is it like? I don't know if you guys ever watched Parks and Rec, but it's really not an original joke, but they're like made fun of like it was like Chipotle Exxon something. It was like version Chipotle Exxon and they're just like, we're having to be one of like America's six companies. Like we're just heading that way with games where it's just going to be a bunch of co- like three companies own like all the other developers. I mean, that's kind of the direction that literally everything, everything is. Yeah. yeah. We have, so, I mean, you have YouTube it, and Twitch in the YouTube, in the, like the video streaming service space. And apparently daily motion never died, but that's, yeah, yeah. I, apparently that's a thing. It's yeah. for porn. That's why it's still there. It's for porn. But it's like one of those, like, we should not be rooting for these companies to be buying out other companies at this point. We should be like, because it's just going to be like these, if like three big companies and all the other big companies and then like all the shitty indie devs, mm. which is most of them, because indie mm. games suck. Would you mind them getting, buying Konami then? Someone should probably just buy Konami's like, IPs. Um, IPs. IPs at least. Like, that's like one of the few, like, if it's a company where they have a bunch of IPs that like even just re-releases would be nice. Mm. Like them, Sunsoft would be nice. Those are the ones that own all of human entertainment stuff like Clock Tower. Mm. If someone could just buy them out and get their IPs or just buy their IPs from them, like, yeah, just like the people who are just basically camping on IPs that like, I would just like, like re-releases of a lot of games on other systems just to be available. Even if it's just like, um, like download based or like, even if it's just like, you know, Nintendo shitty online app thing. Mm. something like that where it's just like i can't get these like if i want haunting ground i talk about this all the time i whine about it haunting ground cost let's see let me see how much it costs today because it's a new day haunting ground ps2 oh let me put in ntsc okay minimum right now disc only i'm seeing 270 dollars oh boy I still find it amazing that I bought my copy for 20. Can yeah. I have it? No. But you don't even like it. I enjoy- What are you talking about? I like it more I than you did. I would appreciate it more. I will give you something. <laughs> what do you want? That sounds really bad out of context. <laughs> what do you want for Haunting Ground? What would you want that's not, like, money? Because I don't have money. Uh... If you're like, if you have this game, I'll take it, type of thing. Another another copy of Glover. <laughs> yeah, I have that. You want it? <laughs> no, the thing is, he doesn't need to trade for Glovers. All copies of Glover will find their way back, just like the cells of Genova. Precisely. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe Rule of Rose actually went up in value. Rule of Rose I'll used give to be you the Cubivore. I I already have Cubivore. Really. Yeah. That's worth money. You should sell that shit. <laughs> oh, it is. It's worth like upwards of three hundred and something dollars. Oh man, I'm not selling my games, man. I value these things. 
What do you want for Haunting Ground? I don't want to get rid of Hunting Ground because it does not emulate well. I have tried that route before. Theoretically, what would you take for Haunting Ground? Ah, uh, boy. Like, I have this. <laughs> I, I don't know what an equivalent exchange would be here. Um, I'd have to think about it, Kyo. I don't. Th- I don't think I can tell the good people of the Potosaurus. What if I gave I- you my friends' copies of all the Xenosaga games? <laughs> They're not even mine. You can have them. <laughs> all three. They're in cases. They're complete. Are they all for PS2? Of course not, right? They're only on PS2. Oh, okay. Hold on. Do you even know anything about games? I still think episode 3 came out on the PS3 and I don't know why. Um, okay. It didn't, no. It didn't, no. Maybe. Let me think about it. What if I gave you a... Kel, you know it's what I'd... Called... There's a good doggo in this game. I really like the doggo. Okay, I'm playing my headphones when I scoot across. What if I gave you this? It's called Donkey Kong Headpiece Tokado Koifu. Coif? A coif? World of, a Donkey World Kong of coif? World of Nintendo Donkey Kong um, hat. I'm just reading. It's just it says it's in English, then Spanish, then French. But it's like <laughs> disguise Donkey Kong hat. World of Nintendo in the packaging, new in packaging. We'll see, Kyo. You're gonna you're gonna keep pushing the boundaries here, but I am a. I, it is difficult to get me to part with games. I don't. I don't usually just give them away. But we're friends. We are friends. What if I gave you my Japanese copy of it? Hmm. Because then you'd have a Japanese copy, and that'd be a lot more interesting because it says Demento on it. Does that even run on an NTFC PS2? An NTFC? An NTS. God damn it. Sure. NTSC. Maybe. Why do you want a copy of Haunting Ground if you're not going to play it? I do play it. When? It's it's in my roulette rotation. Name one. Name one time. When the roulette tells me to. Bullshit. It'll happen. All right, moving on. What were we talking about before Timber decided to be a dick? I didn't we were talking do... about how do we even end up here? Being Hold on, by Microsoft and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, going back to the task at hand. So it's interesting that they did this. It's interesting that they did this right before their pre-order for Series X. But I think it's a more enticing offer to have that category of games in their Game Pass, and that means also that Skyrim will never die and will be playable on your Series X. I, what I think this means too is that I don't think they will keep their games from being multi-platform, but I definitely see a delay in them coming to the other system. Yeah, I remember definite... like, like uh, uh, Ori came to Switch, yeah. but not right away. Yeah, so I also think that it'll be very interesting to have on a Sony platform. If I'm going to boot up Elders. Elder Scrolls 6 or whatever the Microsoft logo is going to be blatant on that just right away just well, that right when you plus, blow up. what if they're like you can have it as long as you allow Microsoft Xbox Live integration 
Yeah. Oh my. So God, they can they can pull that like you know we're so kind and like we know we own these but we're gonna we want everyone to play them but Sony's not the one is playing ball because everyone threw Sony under the bus this past generation for it and it kind of worked yep. for them. Yep. Like well yeah we want to you know have it so Fortnite and you know Halo or uh, not that Fortnite and uh, Minecraft work for everyone but Sony won't play ball. They want money and we just want people to have fun and it really works for them. Yeah. So I wonder if they're going to do that or they're just going to say, hey, you'll need to have a Microsoft. Like a we're Microsoft. in the age of you need a, an account to play a game yeah. now. Yeah, and it's it's getting pretty bad. So. But yeah, besides that, let's go on to another part here. Why am I talking? <laughs> uh, so uh, because you're the only one that keeps up with news. Yeah, you you've you've got all the things. The I guy. I have the discussion topics such as the topic I have for us today. What have you guys experienced uh in your opinion with the concept of guide games? This is something that I hadn't ever really thought about before, but I had someone describe to me once saying Majora's Mask is the best guide game ever made they refused to accept the majority's mask isn't a good game overall they wanted to say it's a good guide game in other words it's a game that's most fun on your first playthrough played through with a guide and it made me go i didn't realize that people played this way that there is that there are people out there who are just like okay i got my i got my guide i got my game i'm gonna follow the guide step by step playing through this whole thing and that's how i'm gonna enjoy this content Uh, and it got me thinking about the fact that when I bought Majora's Mask, uh, as part of their promo deal, they gave out the Nintendo Power along with it for like a discounted price. So my parents just kind of picked it up at the same time. So when I was playing through Majora's Mask, I always had the Nintendo Power available to reference if I needed to. And I do not know for sure if I did or how often I did while I played so my entire perception of Majora's Mask being a great game may very well be because I had a guide. A guide. And it makes me wonder how many other games are out there that are like that that you could think of where you're like, yeah, you know what, if you're going to play this, just play it with the guide and you'll you'll have That's like so 10 times play, to be honest. Persona. Yeah, Persona is a good one like that. Um Honestly, Clock Tower 2 is one of those. I always tell people, like, if you're going to play, play with the guide. I would say Persona, any any kind of RPG, especially when you're a, a child, like having the Pokemon guide also kind of helped you. If you really want to catch them all, you kind of want to know what's the percentage of this Pokemon's just popping up kind of thing. Yeah, I guess that that is true. Like just generally RPGs or JRPGs. Like when you have to invest a hundred hours into something, the last thing you want to hear at the end of it is, Oh, looks like you're going to have to play that whole hundred hours over again because you missed something. Yeah. Like for example, I didn't know in final fantasy eight, I didn't know that you could leave the world or Ultimusia's castle in disc four. If unless you got the the triple triad card game and you played against all the the five masters if you didn't play against the five masters you you didn't leave ultimisia's castle (laughs) that's a very odd thing to need to have done yeah like you need to do the triple triad game you need to beat the five masters 
And that's the only way that you can leave Ultimecia's castle to train if you need last minute magic to junction. So I wouldn't have found that out unless I had the guide. I'm trying to think of other ones I played that like recently where I'm just like, it's like I need a guide for it. I definitely needed the booklet because I started playing Grandia one and to even know how to level things up, I just it's a, another streamer told me randomly in his chat. Like you level things up by weapon proficiency that you wouldn't know if you didn't have a booklet. You would just go through with the weapons and you need to swap weapons all the time to do that. And each weapon up uh, upgrades a different stat. It's a way of playing games that's going to go the way of the Dodo soon uh, with Prima going out of business. Yeah, Prima and Bradley games, they're all gone. So. Yeah, so now you don't get guides. You just play the game and hopefully we're at the stage in, in gaming history where... Uh, well, everything that comes out is so intuitive you just don't need a guide but honestly but no. i'm like like you have where the wikis we? you have wikis True. who's been buying you... guides who's been buying paper guides in the last 10 years unless you're japanese you're not really gonna get a paper guide you're mostly following a wiki of some sort like like i've anytime i've needed anything in a game i just google it i've gone on game facts i go on youtube it's like true. i haven't bought I have... a paper guide since Hyrule Warriors, just because I wanted the art book. I have I have an appreciation for paper guides, but it's true. I haven't actually purchased one since the Dark Cloud 2 guide back when I bought that game. Mm. Um, beyond that, I do occasionally peruse guides that exist for other games in something like archive.org, just because something that I enjoyed so much about those that's kind of lost in things like GameFAQ guides or online wikis is just how creative they got with page layouts where they oh, have yeah. like the, just yeah, the, yeah. the way that the information was presented and alongside like all kinds of like concept art and and kind of um tr- transparencies that are overlaid over the text so that you had like just a really catchy eye flow mm. as you went through it was kind of that's experience one, that's one thing that i ended up really liking of when i was working at GameStar. P- power to the players there I used to wait till we had this thing called pennied. We pennied a, a, a an item, which literally... Oh, I got a bunch of guides that way. Yeah. So it gets to the point that it's so old that our system doesn't want to carry it, and we have to penny it out. So the guide ends up being a penny. I used to wait till all the collector guides for all the games were pennied, and I would collect them that way. I had all the Final Fantasy thirteen guides which were really really good and they were nice made they're very nice quality i have all three the hardcover copies collector copies for those guides is the way to go and i waited for it to be penny then i've i i they were absolutely amazing same for like hardcover very nice hardcover guides because it also acts like what you were saying timber as a halfway art book also and those those are really the best yeah, like usually it came into three categories. It was either a hard line, just like number stats guide, which were the most boring ones, and I hated those. the The second were kind of like a half art book, where it's like it's a guide, but also here's this really pretty art. Here's these like things framed using aesthetic color palettes and textures that look like they would be in the game. And the third option was kind of the storytelling mode where they actually tried to role play. Uh, the Ocarina of Time, Nintendo Power, was famous for doing this. 
um, where it tries yeah, to frame I mean, everything as a story. Or you can be like Nintendo with the Pokemon guides and just have fucking greed because they used to sell two guides. One that is specifically the game, the next being the Pokedex. And oh, you need man. both so that you can know the mid-maxing for all the all the TMs and HMs that certain Pokemon can use in this generation's game. Because they always change per generation. And Pokemon started that started doing these complete master Pokedex guides along with their strategy guide, which is completely separate and cost twenty to thirty five fucking dollars each. I used to hate Nintendo for doing that. I mean, in general, their Nintendo powers are always pricier. There's a reason that those stopped printing earlier because they overvalued their own guides. Mm. Yeah, so sounds like it's a legit way of. Um... Of playing, I don't know if I would really enjoy it as much using like a game fact just because there, well, there, there's kind of that lack of presentation with those. It's just text on a white screen. But I mean, what, I don't know. I, since I grew up using those all the time, I just don't know what else you would want. In kind of a way, yeah. I always found guidebooks and, to be a waste. And and certain certain game facts and certain guides and strategy guides for that matter, they're fairly ambiguous on spoilers. Like like for example, with Persona. I that the only way that I could do max social link is I need to have the guy to tell me which one is the best because mm-hmm. I ain't gonna spend eighty to one hundred twenty hours to just find out oh because you did two dialogue options wrong it took you longer to get the social link up kind of thing and I don't have that kind of time <laughs> so I rather play with the the social link on or the guide I don't. I don't look up anything else. I just have the social link guide and the social link guides are literally just tells you the answer. It doesn't give you any context of what the story is for the most part. They're usually really, really good. Whoever puts it up, they're usually really good for that. But I think for me, it's an organizational thing. Uh, and I also know that more modern game facts guides use an HTML format. That's a lot better than what they used to do. But, um, for instance, back when I was doing my Final Fantasy twelve stream, uh, there was a specific Final Fantasy twelve guide that was online that I was following that had mm-hmm. its own website and everything. But mm-hmm. what was really nice about it is that uh, it basically had organized itself based on like quest title or chapter title and mm-hmm. had kind of hyperlinks to each of those <clears> sections. So yeah, you know, in a game fact you could do control F and then just search for the part that you need yeah. and then kind of siphon through the text that way, but just even having something as simple as like, yes, I'm at this part right here and then see the page just kind of scroll down. I'm at that part. It's like cordoned off by by header and footer lines so I know exactly mm-hmm. this part from here to here mm-hmm. is about the part that I want to know. I'm blinding my eyes to everything else, and I'm just spoiling this part. Kind of like what you're describing, where it's just like... So, I have a question, Timber. Was Carrot's chapter seven chapters long? (laughs) Carrot's chapter... uh, I'm trying to remember, because there was something weird about Carrot. There was at least either Carrot or another one they had like four or five separate return chapters to. So maybe that's what happened. I just followed the guide, and it kept telling me to fight and fail to beat Carrot multiple times. <laughs> I'm sure that was the story. It was the guide's fault, guys. It wasn't me. I swear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. There was also another thing that happened this past weekend. What? It was good old TGS. TGS. 
Yeah, Tokyo I've been waiting Game for the TGS talk to come up. <laughs> I really wanted to talk about this for a while, but somehow we got to... You can trim out a little bit of the intro, to be honest. <laughs> you can. It's, it's, it's pretty long. It's, it's fine. I, I'm used to doing two-hour epics with this game. <laughs> but yeah, I, I wanted to talk about Tokyo Game Show this past year. It was very I was trying interesting. To find, like, I was trying to find like just a full like rundown of what happened there. Yeah. Honestly, it was a lot of a repeat of what we've already seen. Yeah. So one of the bigger things was Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, which I, mm. I, I fucking can't wait. The the new trailer and the gameplay that they had for it was really, really good. It looks really good. It has the, the battle music, and I'm just like... that. That's one thing that I've also kind of fell in love with. I'm like, when the music pops into Breath of the Wild, it was really good. I really mm-hmm. ended up liking the the music arrangement that they did for it and having like it play all music. the time is a lot really of people good. don't like breath of the wilds music because it's not persistent but i'm like it's more important than it was yeah the thing with um breath of the wild was like music had a purpose it wasn't yeah. just like an always persistent present like you were running around and then when things came up it was more to notify you it was used organically so you know okay it's a fight sequence okay it's you know a sneaking sequence something like that you were given more context oh i'm near a city it was more important than in previous ones where it's just like, hey, here's another theme for this town or here's one for this area. Yeah, that's why I really liked it. And then having it just kind of go full balls to the wall with its composition is really good. This is one of the things that I was kind of seeing how Tecmo Koei was going to do this game if they were going to have their have the original Breath of the Wild composition or do what they usually do and just add a shredding guitar to it for some mm. no-nonsense reason. And it seems like they're doing the former. They're having they're using the original composition and just kind of cranking up the tempo of what the song is. Are you telling me you didn't like Skyloft's like, metal theme? Because I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I, I love it. But that's, that's the thing. I, I love... Well, back when we did version 1.0 of this show, remember... Version 1.0 died on my podcast. So, (laughs) and yeah, it is my fault. And I, we've talked about it. Dynasty Warriors was probably one of my favorite game compositions for it. And it's because of just how good they handle the guitar and stuff like that. And it goes over to all the the Warriors games as well. So, I'm trying to find out which one it is. Um, I'm trying to see what else came out. Monster Hunter, they showed more gameplay of it. I'm trying to actually stay kind of blind for that. Not yeah. that I, not that I'm like, oh, I don't want spoilers. Just like I want to like experience of that and be like, oh, this is cool shit. Because like I saw the intro, or like you know, I'm gonna get it either way because it's Monster Hunter. Yeah. But like I saw what it was gonna be, saw that there's a dog, and I'm like, okay, I can wait until it comes out because it's not like what am I gonna do? I'll be like, oh my god, they it, the bow plays like a bow. I, I do like. The, the 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 new like zip mechanic that they had mm. the 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 bug so you can if you throw the bug at the monster it can stun them and you can do a counter so oh, nice. that's that's very interesting they're using twin blade dual blades so I was just like yeah show me more show me more show me more of that gameplay come on come on Capcom show me more as a dual blader show me more please I'm just gonna then... have a demo for it like in like January or something hopefully. And then I'm really hoping for the rumor that the Switch Pro Yeah, I'd like it's gonna help then. I'm not like a big like, oh god, every system needs to have an upgrade, but the Switch needs one if it's gonna keep up with this next gen. Like it's gonna have to have an upgrade to get like still more modern games. Yeah. 
and the fact that this is running on the RE7 engine is kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. RE engine is like very versatile. It's just they keep wasting on the exact same thing. <laughs> see what else was shown. Oh yeah, that so, near remakes coming out still. Yeah, I can't wait. I've been near replicant version one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine. Oh yep. man, because this is going Kingdom he, Hearts on the names. Well, this guy is he's he's kind of it's Yoko Taro. Yeah, he's kind of Have you finished near Automata? No, <laughs> I haven't. I made it maybe a you quarter know, through that game. Do you want to know what the final ending for that game is? Is it where you fight Yoko Taro? No. Well, I mean, that's probably one of the endings. So there's one. It's A to Z. With Then there's an additional ending. Do you want to know that final ending? Is this big, big spoilers? No, not really. Okay. He makes you delete the game. <laughs> He makes you delete your save file. Oh, <laughs> and that's, man. That's the last ending. <laughs> and after you delete your save file, there's no, like, obviously you don't really get anything for it, right? Like, it just... You can start to uh, to to ending A all over again. Oh, my God. Yoko Taro's a troll. Yeah, he's a freaking troll. That's why when... When Nier Automata was entering 14, there was a bunch of troll posts of if once you beat the Nier raid, if you beat it and you finish it completely and have the full set of armor, it's going to send you back to Final Fantasy 14.1.0 when yeah, it was just jank as hell. I was just like crank. I was laughing so hard. So he's he's such a troll. I'll I'll keep an eye on this one. I wish they were doing Gestalt as or this is yeah, I wish they were doing Gestalt as well because yeah. Near Replicant has like a more um pretty boy like automata art style and then the other one was yeah. a bit more western yeah um styled and that was the only one we got and that was the one where the main character was the the father of the of like the the girl in the game and this one where she, that's the brother. They changed up some of the familiar relationships to kind of just give it different feels and like yeah. 360 in Japan got Gestalt, which is the one we got, and then Japan, then on PS3 got Replicant, which is what no one else got, but this is what it's based on, so it's cool that we get a new version, it's just they better make Gestalt available. Yeah, I, I would probably, they're probably seeing how this one will do before they make Gestalt. Like, honestly, if they just have a PC port of Gestalt, people will take that. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of happy that they're kind of going on with this, then they announced like a whole bunch of figures with this too. I know it was like really really happy what, a, what a glow for the series like i know it's yeah. related to dragon guard and stuff but it went from being like a bargain bin throwaway game to automata basically reviving it yeah and putting this guy on the map even more so like everyone I, kind of knew yokotaro was weird and now he's just like ever like people know who yokotaro is around the world and yeah. you could not give a fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's a weird no, like, dude the I'm, I'm i'm gonna just talk about the figure just a little bit the the Play Arts Kai for B2 looks really freaking good. 2B? Yeah, 2B. Looks really, really good. It's Play Arts Kai, though, but I, I don't think they can mess up the face with this. That, that, that's the only thing with two, um, Play Arts Kai. The figure looks really, really nice, but you could have a messed up face. They, they don't do yeah. faces very well. Probably look better than the... Um... I'm, I'm debating, debating on getting the Play Arts Kai for it because I have the Bring Art for... To be also, mm-hmm. 
I'm sorry. The sizing wise, it's just like a SH figure art compared to, like I think it's one six, one six scale, one six scale figure. So it's it's gonna be towering over everything else. They also announced like a new statue too, which is like mm-hmm. all the characters from Automata, and that looked really nice. Timber, do you have but... something to say? <laughs> oh no, not at all. Okay, I thought you were you made the noise. All right, let's let's keep going because I know Timber's gonna want to get to bed because it's like eleven thirty for him. Because that's why I thought he was making. <laughs> I, I need to go to sleep. I'm old. I, know, uh... I can't wake up before like seven thirty every day. Um, let's see, Dynasty Warriors Nine Empires, which was based off Dynasty Warriors Nine. So who cares? Let's skip it. Yeah, let's skip that. Uh, I kind of was just like, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, Calamity's better anyway. I haven't read watched anything of, but it looks like Knights, and it's a. Yep. I'll 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 look into that later. Yeah, it it's it's looking really good, and I really can't wait because it's going to be squared own. I can't wait for the bring arts for this. I'm assuming that they are going to make a figure for this. It, the The design for it looks marketable for that market. So it's weird to see the knights art style resurface just after all these years. Because mm. like Journey of Dreams kind of had it, but this is like straight up like original knights art style. Yeah. Let's see what else. Cyberpunk skipping it. Don't care. Yeah, don't care. I can't they showed wait. more of Resident Evil Village, huh? I can't wait for Cyberpunk. Okay. It'll be good. Okay. Yep, I'm sure it will. I'm here sure for it. it. Yep, yep, yep. By the way, the developers are currently going into a crunch period, even though they said they weren't going to. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good job. CD Projekt Red. Old Faithful. Good. They're going to put in more, more things so Timber can make another, what, what picnic video? We'll make another picnic video for 2077. <laughs> picnic videos while customizing your dong. Oh boy. Um, there's more stuff for Resident Evil Village, but I'm not watching any more for that. That one looks pretty cool, did, too. I'm, did you, I'm excited. Have you seen anything about it beforehand? Or I saw the original you... reveal, and then I've seen like a little bit of a newer trailer, but I'm like pretty much just like I'm in the dark now. Okay. I'm not okay. like it's not one of those like oh if I find out anything I'm gonna be so upset. It's just like I don't need to see anymore because I don't know I'm gonna get it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just more that they talked about Ethan and what it it's gonna take place after like several years after seven. What mm-hmm. I what after I haven't you. gathered from it yet. Do you think it's going to use Resident Evil Seven style like first person shooter for it? Yeah, um, there yeah. Some yeah, it looks it looks like exactly it's only that's gonna what, be first person. <clears throat> oh, like, here, let me let me bitch about the Resident Evil fandom real quick. Y'all need to shut the fuck up. You're just like, ooh, I only want to be in third person and have Leon and Claire again. Oh my god, when they showed stuff from this for Tokyo Game Show, holy shit. The, all the people I follow on Twitter that are Resident Evil fans are just there whining and bitching and moaning. You guys got Resident Evil 2 remake, Resident Evil 3 remake, you're getting um, a CG series about Leon and Claire again soon, but oh no, the new game has one of the boring protagonists, which is literally all of them, and oh no, it's in first person again. Oh no, we just want everything to look like RE2 Remake again. Yeah, I hate the Resident Evil fandom so much. They are the biggest pieces of shit whiners ever, and I and this is even compared to the Silent Hill fandom, who's just sad. Well, oh my look, god, they're the worst. For for me, I I liked what they talked about this. So they had the developers on and they were saying that, you know, we understand that we didn't give so much character development for Ethan and seven. And that's because we wanted to have him at be a blank, mm-hmm. blank slate so that you, the the player can put your, your characterization of him through the VR and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they figured that with eight, we want to give more 
characterization for Ethan and make him his own character because mm-hmm. they understood that he was kind of a generic blank slate in seven. So they were like, yeah, we're going to do more. Yeah, because he wasn't the focus. And like the thing is, like the other older Evil, like protagonists, they don't have much more characterization than him. Mm. Like if you look in RE1, Leon or um, Claire, not Claire, I don't even remember anymore. Jill and Chris do not have any characterization. They don't have any personalities. They barely have them throughout the series anyway. Except Chris he's, is just, Jill is the master of unlocking. Yeah, I asked someone in my chat because they were arguing with me. I'm like, tell me one personality trait about Jill. And they said, well, her dad was a cat burglar and taught her how to how to pick locks. I'm like, that is not a personality trait. That is lore. That is backstory for her. It doesn't even have anything to do with her, really. It talks about her dad. That If that's the most you can come up with, like off the top of your head, these characters have no characterization. They're just mm. boring like archetypes which is fine but that's what, like i don't like ethan but who cares it who, who cares you know i don't play it for the for ethan i'm playing it for the rest of it i played re7 for the baker family i don't care about ethan which reminds me i should i should sit down and like like i said if i ever do get to affiliate <laughs> i will play resident evil 7 i said this the first time we did this this go around i will play resident evil 7 if it might take me a month. <laughs> it might take me a month to do it, but I will finish Resident Evil 7. If you do it at a time where I can be awake or something, I will be on the headset with you if you want and guy and help you through it. <laughs> I might need that. He'll be, like, no, Ken, he'll be like, no, Ken, pick up the controller. Ken. <laughs> where are you? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's let's move on so we can get yeah. to questions. Yeah. Um, Devil May Cry. That's nothing new. Resident Evil Infinite Darkness Netflix CG show has been announced. It's about Leon and Claire again. Shut up, Resident Evil fandom. You're getting a TV. You're getting a, another show. Another show. Leon and Claire. So I, wonder had if, I, I wonder so if this is things. the same animation studio that did the movies. It probably is. It's, so that means everyone's complaining that it looked cheaper. But I'm like, if it's going to be a TV show, it's going to have a lower budget. Oh, of course, it's going to look. <laughs> cheaper if it's a tv show <laughs> it's a netflix original series how big do you but do you think the budget's gonna be like they made arrested development season four by reusing a lot of scenes from other episodes so it's it's the same team that did vendetta so okay so that means it might be ridiculous and that means i'm happy and so that means we'll have time force red as the motion capture art <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So yeah, oh, we don't really know anything about that. We just got like a teaser trailer. I'll uh, I'll watch it. I always do. Uh, let's see what else. Kingdom Hearts is getting a playable demo. We'll talk about that when that happens. Hmm. Scarlet Nexus. Don't know anything about this. But it's another JRPG. Yeah, yeah this is rhythm game. This is the J- This is the JRPG that they showed on the Xbox showcase way back. Okay. And it seemed interesting at the time, but. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I was kind of god eater. Yeah, it's too god eater, and I think it's the same team that did it. Timber, was there something you want to say? Because I've just been skipping over. Here. Oh, I was just saying. Uh, did you mean the Kingdom Hearts rhythm game, or yeah, the okay. rhythm game? I figured that's something. Once that happens, it'll be like mid October. We'll uh, talk about that then. Uh, Nocturne's already been announced. So we can skip that. What is near reincarnation? Oh, it's a it's a mobile game. Who cares? Yeah, it's a mobile game. Same for Nino Nano Crossworld is also on a mobile game. Meh. Dinosaur is mobile. Meh. Medium. I don't. We'll talk about. I want to do a spoopy game episode for the next one for this month. 
so we can talk about spooky games then. So I'll wait yes. for the medium to be there. Visual novel. Right now. I'm just like looking through this to see. We're looking through an IGN website thing yeah. to like see things. I'm just trying to get to another interesting one. Gigabash. Yeah. So I saw this just like before we went on the on recording. And I kind of want to play this. <laughs> it's basically like a, would you say, um, it's a four player arena style brawler with kaiju giant monsters and like Ultraman. Is there, are there like super sentai robots too? Yeah. There is like a robot, like super sentai robot. Basically the, think of like cheesy, like old like Kokutatsu stuff all thrown yeah. together and like destroy all monsters melee. Yeah. So I'll watch the trailer for that. It looks interesting. I mean, it definitely is appealing to me. This is relevant to my interests, but I haven't seen yes. anything about it yet. Yes, I, I would love to play this. So remind me and I'll watch it for next time. Yes. All right, that's, I think, it from... Yeah, it's pretty much it for TGS. There was a couple fighting game stuff that they did announce, but I'm not too sure if you guys really care about that. There was a character called... For Tekken 7, they announced Kunimitsu. Who is uh, an OG character from from Tekken Two of all places? But they're using a new, they're bringing it to the new generation, and mm. it's the daughter of the original Kunimitsu, and they're continuing the storyline of her versus Yoshimitsu. If you guys really care about the Tekken lore, don't for... know anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> don't know yeah. about it. So, so it's pretty funny because she's like a ninja thief. So. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and Tekken has been hinting on the next character, and it is probably going to be Kiryu or Majima. Because one of the development shots that they showed is the the Matsuya or shop that is featured in Yakuza. It's the same style of shop, and Tekken 7 doesn't use real-life locations as of right now. Mm. So everyone thinks that it's either Kiryu or Kazuma's gonna or um Kiryu or Majima is gonna be the next character announced. I'd be down for that. I'll be down for that for sure. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. You wanna, yeah, you wanna um, knock out some questions real quick and then Timber yeah. can go to bed? Yeah. Yay. Alright, well let's read some questions. We got them from my Discord server. There is a link on my Twitter profile, so go follow me at Kyoto Hunter. You can find it on there. Or just go to my Twitch channel or something like that. And there's a link at like all my social media sites for you to get in. Um, but the first one we have is from Barkin. Is have you listened to the new Joji? No. Nope. I assume that was only for you because it has your little No, it could be for anyone. I don't know what Joji is. So Joji is um, what? What he used to go by? Uh, Filthy Frank. When he decided to stop being a piece of shit and just focus on his music career. Oh, the the when he decided to become a rapper or whatever. So the no. answer the answer is no. Um. Also, they ask, "What do you think will come out first, Final Fantasy 16 or Final Fantasy 7 Part Two? Part Two. Uh, I think 16 will be out first. Part Two. I think 16 because Yoshi P will probably try and get that along as soon as possible. And then Nomura is like just still over there, like fapping onto the the copy of the last game. Yeah. Remember when Nomura is back on working on Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that. The only reason why I say part two is because of when they did the initial trailer. 
That's the only reason why, because they didn't say it's it's still only a PS5 only mm. game. But the fact that they said that it's using a PC to emulate the PS5 experience kind of was like, oh, did they just start this? And they had the rough ideas. And plus, still, the character design still. Well, obviously, it's the 14 team. They still remind me a hell of a lot of 14. I think there's just some good points. Um, and I, I would. I would hesitate to see Final Fantasy 16 happening that soon, but it really just comes down to where are they with part two, right? Because that's kind of, we're still in the dark on that. So we but, haven't had a point where like a remake has been such a, like a massive project that there's always been like side things. We're like, Oh, there's a remake of four out and it's coming out the same year as 12 or whatever. And we're like, okay, that's whatever. And but also like, such a bigger scale. I could just be wrong, and they could have been working on this since they released Heaven Sword, or yeah. after they released um Shadowbringer. Yeah, and they just kind of kept the story team on for fourteen to kind of continue everything, and kept every- and brought everyone else from Shadowbringer to this new yeah for sixteen. I, cool. It could be also that because they haven't announced any expansion for fourteen. Also, they said they are continuing fourteen, which was good news, but they haven't said anything else about 14 after this Mm. yeah i think that answers that one all right some new questions from black shotgun why do i me specifically why do i hate cats so much i just don't like cats yeah i don't like cats either i like dogs like cats it's just like i want a pet i don't want it to love me and i know someone be like well my cat's really lovable it's like a dog that's how you say that that cats are good you say they're like a dog so that just means that dogs are better i prefer dogs I added a channel point redemption to I will rate your dog. Just post a picture of your dog and I will rate them. And I put in parentheses, no cats. And then everyone whined. So I added a, a channel point redemption that was double the price that said, I will rate your pets, no dogs. So people keep sending me cats. Cats only go on a scale of like, they're like minimum of five as long as it's a cat. Like as long as it's an, a real animal, it gets a minimum of five. It goes up to nine tops. Dogs start at 10 or 11. All right. They also ask, will there be more guests on the show? Honestly, if I want to do a spooky month one next month, and if, depending on scheduling, if Fangirl can't be in here or something, I might pull someone in. Yeah. It, there might be certain times that I might not join because I can't add to the conversation. <laughs> so this depends. Like, I want to do extra ones here and there again. Like, we did the Final Fantasy VII one, so it just depends on timing. Just we haven't all played something together. That was the same game to the point of doing like a themed one like Final Fantasy VII in a while. So, mm. yeah, I think until uh, until I get my PS5, um, that trend may continue oh. just because. So, so you finally put your your hat in the ring that you said that you're going to get a PS5. Yes, I'm definitely going to get a PS5. I'm also getting we'll a new graphics card, but I am getting a PS5. Have your old graphics card? Um. Dead. It, the legendary 380 that only like five was made in existence supposedly well I, mine is just the 1060 but i think mine's better i don't know yeah that's the thing mine's really old <laughs> like i'd be shocked if you want it i think i have a 1060 or a 1070 in my laptop that's going to be worse than the desktop variant but still i mean it's still i have a 1070 okay. i think i think this this thing in my my computer is a 1070 yeah, I have this nice computer with all the stuff in it with like a Threadripper and everything, and then I'm just like, I'm going to play Dreamcast games on original <laughs> hardware. Time to play Among Us. 
Yep, yes. you're among us. That's the only PC yes. game I played in a while. Yes. Let's see. Okay, a couple more, couple more questions. Black Truck and S. Does Animal Crossing New Horizon deserve to be game of the year? No. No. It has a pumpkin update. As it of will as of right now. Tomorrow. As of tomorrow, there will wait. As of right now. Is yeah, it, it released as of eleven. Sorry, it released as of I believe eight fifty-five uh, tonight. So as we were going yeah, live with the podcast, to be there so I can go buy pumpkins. Yeah. Let me update this. Okay, I have to update this because I've been waiting for there to be spooky season stuff because this this game's been dead to me without spooky season. Summer yeah. update sucked. I mean, it has a p- possibility of being game of the year, but like it's going to be like you know. I don't believe in there's just one thing of game of the year as like one big title. Like, oh, this is the best game that came out this year because it's always going to be some bullshit. Yeah. Last of Us Part 2 is going to get it. And it's like, that game's bullshit. Come on. Yeah. Like, no. They have like, like singular. I think we've gotten to the point where. I would I d- would put Ghost of Tsushima over, over Last of Us, to be freaking honest. I don't Fall know, Guys I, would probably beat it. You think Fall Guys would beat. You're going to see Tsushima. more multiplayer-oriented games that are big things beat out all these like single-player experiences here. We're just going to be sad. It's been the case for a while. I also noticed, um, just looking at the average lifespan of interest in games in things like Google Trends, that uh, there's really been like an... We're, we're at like a hyper-attention problem right now with games where like a game is relevant in the mind of the general public consensus for about a week. Mm-hmm. At which point it's just like fizzle, it's gone. Like, I think a lot of it is just people kind of just, uh, I forgot the word for it, but basically just experiencing the games through a streamer, right? So, streamer, their job 40 hours a week is playing video games, new video game comes out. They play it. People watch them play through this game front to back. So you see the searches kind of shoot up for that specific game. And then suddenly, oh, it dropped off. I wonder why. Did people not like, are people not still playing this game? Well, no, people never were playing it to begin with. They were just watching this other guy play it and he just beat it. So there it goes, right? I'm wondering how much that's influencing, uh, dialogue when it comes to games but it it does feel like um it's just quicker and quicker that you can't really keep up with these things this year too is just because everyone's been stuck inside so everything's going faster like people are being burned out on what they're like used to being used to seeing daily more because there's no escape from it yeah like people burn out animal crossing because they were playing it day in day out for like a month and a half two months straight they're like oh i'm so bored there's nothing to do it's like Animal Crossing's always been meant to be played for like a couple hours a day, not 13 hours a day. It's never yeah. been meant to be played for that long. Right. So like like for me if if I I don't think Animal Crossing deserves to be game of the year. It's in the ringer, but I don't think it's going to win. I think if they are going to put Animal Crossing it can be in multiplayer or something. Well, not not only that. Well, yeah, I guess they are going to put it in multiplayer, but they're going to put it as a thing saying, well, this is they're going to write up and say this is the game that, you know, I was only able to meet my friends this way kind of thing. They're going to do mm-hmm. something like that because of everything that happened this past year. That- I I have a feeling based on we haven't discussed it yet, but I have a feeling that a pretty high contender is going to be Hades 
just given the wide this really there's a lot of really really positive comments about it i haven't heard a single bad word about hades since its official release i'll give you one boo (laughs) i'll give you two indie game boo it's not indie it's double a indie game most indie games aren't actually indie games anymore People are like it's indie. It's like it's not like they're like Fall Guys is indie. I'm like they have like 300 people working in that studio. How small do you think they are? Just because they're not bought like owned by a bigger company does not make them indie or does not yeah does not make them yeah I was right that was right when I said it. But I am I am I am intrigued by Hades. In addition to being a super giant game, the the biggest idea that's kind of been winning it over is the idea that it's a roguelite where after you die the world reacts to that death it's not like it's an event that didn't happen like the story evolves forward with that death in mind so i'm curious to see how that would play out i still have to kind of play the game i've kept myself with uh blinders on for that one um we have a couple more questions let's see um from pudding cup why did why is this here going by so fast we're stuck inside like we're just, there's just nothing going on. It's election year. It's yeah, so fast. I don't know. I felt, I felt I, like forever. But, I, but this is coming from a guy who really loves his job and would pay an arm and a leg to go back. <laughs> I miss doing my job. I think something that I did notice about this year is the fact that so little meaningfully as like active memories happened this year that i keep looking at things like the dates on videos or things that i saw in the past and be like wow was that really five or six years ago i was like oh yeah i spent this entire year doing nothing i guess a year has passed hasn't it right like there's just kind of this sense of being in stasis so i don't even register the fact that this year has been passing but Mm. i'm looking at time at dates and times and being like wow i can't believe it's been x number of years like i'm just constantly surprised that it's a year more than i thought because this year doesn't even register for me mm. like it's gone by fast but at the same time it's gone by so slow yeah let's see a couple more questions um but also asked why did i only buy one triple a game this year a lot of them were canceled delayed or or not or they were delayed um they weren't worth it or just like i don't know canceled only... delayed and maybe you needed to actually save money for other things <laughs> yeah like i mean i bought animal like i don't think Nint- nintendo games are triple a but they're also not in the same way like yeah. i bought animal crossing i bought that 3d collection which is kind of disappointing and we can talk about that another day yeah um but xenoblade definitive i think the only con- like console games i bought were sw- or switch no you bought final fantasy 7 Oh yeah, I bought that. I guess that's the only one I bought. Yeah, I only bought one actual AAA game that, like, if you're not counting Nintendo, because Nintendo's in a weird space. And Resident Evil Three. I didn't buy that. Someone bought it for me. Did you remember if Resident Evil Three came out this year? That's I, a fun I, thing to remind when people. I read the question. I was like, "What games did I buy this year?" And I was like, "Jesus Christ! RE Three was earlier this year. I for- totally forgot about that." I probably out of the three of us bought the most. Oh, I bought. I bought Persona, I bought Ghost, I bought Last of Us. You have Animal Crossing, Final Fantasy VII, RE3. Yeah, I probably bought the most out of everyone here. <laughs> See, I bought it. If you want to ask me how many old games I bought, I bought a shit ton of N64 games. Yeah, I mean, if if we're doing AAA overall, I think you have gotten us beat, but as of right now, modern for this year. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I probably bought the most games, just not not nothing new. Yeah, I I bought uh what was it? Because I can count them basically on one hand. It was Among Us, um, Fall Guys, the the collection of Metal Gear games for Xbox 360. You know they just came out on PC one and two. I know, yeah. but it's the shitty version, so don't get it. Yeah, I'm actually quite happy with my. Uh, I'm still happy with my collection that I got for 360. And I think I also got, uh, oh yeah, Animal Crossing. I think that's literally all I bought. Um, and our last question from Black Shotgun. Why do Shumble Bundle suck now? I don't know. Was it ever really good? Like, back when Humble Bundle was at its peak, I remember getting the bundle that had Bastion in it. After that, I got a few more bundles just because I was hoping to find more games like Bastion. And most of them kind of missed the mark. The The end result of all of my bundle buying is a giant Steam library of games that I now have to roulette through to make sure I've at least tried to play all of these games. Yeah, I mean, I, I was the same way. I only bought them because I was like broke. And I'm like, here's a ton of games for $5. Right. And I'm like, well, now I have a thousand games on computer. I'm never going to touch them. I have never bought Humble Bundle games. Humble Bundle. You're probably, I'd say you're better off for it. Well, well, I guess another thing is, too, because I I don't consider myself more of a PC person. Mm -hmm. I bought the Nintendo one, the Sony one, when they had them. They were worth it. Yeah. Oh, there was other another AAA game that I forgot to mention that I did buy, and it was what? the Mario Collection. Yeah, that's where I'm like, I don't know if Nintendo games count. They do, but it kind of feels weird to call them AAA. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's, that's all the questions, really. Well, with the questions closed, I think it's time for us to to hit the old dusty trail. For someone that wants to go to bed, you're going real slow. Yeah. That's because I'm very tired. <laughs> uh, Kyo, where can our lovely viewers find you and your works? Well, my name is Lou. You can find me everywhere on the internet at Kyoto Hunter, which is easier to spell than it is to say. You can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, all those things. I'm on Twitch Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, uh, usually until about, what, like, 1 or 2 p.m., and I usually play older games. Usually they're horror or horrible, but they're always something retro and always something you've probably never seen before. We just finished Fatal Frame 4, which never released in English with a very decent English translation patch, but damn, people need to work on localization. I will save that rant for another time. Find me on YouTube where I have Retrosaurus, which is my main uh, video essay series. I just had one go up about Dino Crisis and why it's experimental and how it's dead. And uh, yeah. In addition to that, you can find me on my Instagram where I post some instants here and there. Some pictures of my Instagram. Yeah, that's it. How about you, Ken? You can find me on my Japanese music-based podcast called Ongaku Diu. You can find it on all the social media stuff on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the website where I do lovely reporting about the Japanese music industry called at ongakudiyu.com. You can follow me personally on on Twitter at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, Bang Dream, Seiyu's, Bang Dream, the NBA Finals. Did I mention Bang Dream? Bang Dream. And I also, you can follow me on Twitch, where I will do 
Zelda on Monday and Thursdays at 10 p.m. Hawaii Standard Time. And Saturday, it is going to be a variety game. Right now, I'm going through the AKB 1 over 1 over 49, Rei Ai So Senkyo, which is a dating game, same game, about the lovely AKB idol community. And you can check me out on twitch.tv slash you, same as the podcast. So, yeah. Where can we find you, Timber? I can be located on youtube.com slash TimberTaft if you want to see the latest videos that I've been releasing where I do top tens as well as reviews, analyses, and uh, right now uh, the best picnic locations in The Witcher. I also have a Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash TimberTaft where you can find me on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays starting at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Currently, I am playing Doom as well as, I almost said Breath of the Wild, which is not correct. That is Ken's game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Doom as well as uh, a random roulette where I play a random game from my collection of games uh, each night. And uh, Paper Mario, the Origami King. Uh, those are kind of like <laughs> yeah i'm dying here uh, you can also find me on twitter.com slash timbertaft that is where i post things that are more intelligible than some of the words i'm saying right now uh, but usually just my schedule and there's also a, a discord there's a link for that somewhere anyway uh thank you guys for listening to the podcast this time. thank god <laughs> and i hope to see you all on the next episode See you guys. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Aloha.